Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Monday, January 23rd. Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith, he is back, ladies and gentlemen, for this uh, Monday edition of the uh, Ice Guys and a uh, four-game NHL slate taking place uh, tonight. We'll break down each and every one of those games. We'll look back a little bit on Sunday's action as well. Uh, Before we get into that, we do want to remind you that we are having our January live betcast Tuesday night. That's tomorrow night, January the 24th. 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, We've already got very solid response. People interested in joining us on the stream tomorrow night uh, during the BetCast. And, and of course, if you're just – we've had a lot of new viewers and listeners, I find, the last several weeks, which has been terrific. And if you've never tuned in to our BetCast or joined us on the stream, it's just – it's one of the most fun things we will do on this show. Like doing this show every day is fun. Don't get me wrong. The BetCast is a different level of fun. It's Alex and I. We A lot of our viewers and listeners join us right on the stream as the BetCast is going on, and we just shoot the shit. We're watching the games unfold uh, in real time, placing live bets, hoping to win more of those live bets than not. doesn't always happen. doesn't always work that way, but we certainly strive to be uh, profitable with the live bets that we fire away on during the BetCast, and we encourage you to bring you know your favorite beverage, you know, booze, whatever you want. It's a bar and a pub type of atmosphere, just a relaxed, laid-back, chill environment, have lots of fun, watch the games, and uh, try to make some money in the process. So the live BetCast tomorrow night, uh, our January BetCast, and our first BetCast of the uh, new year, 2023, uh, tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern. And if you want to join us on the BetCast on the stream, just DM me, and we'll make sure uh, that we send you the link before the BetCast begins. And as Alex, you'll attest to, the BetCast is a lot of fun and uh, looking forward to getting our first BetCast going for 2023 on Tuesday night. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it looks like it's going to be, uh, like I said, you know, already, you know, getting the responses of people wanting to join. So it's going to be a lot of fun. These have been great over the, uh, you know, last several ones we've done. And it's just a lot of fun, like I said, you know, having that kind of bar atmosphere and watching the game, you know, like watching the game with friends. And like I said, you know, we're helping each other making live bets and looking out for different things. And the fact that when it's a packed card like that, we all can be watching, you know, a different game and point something out and then we all flip over to it. So it's, it's just a lot of fun. If you haven't joined us, definitely try to make some time tomorrow and join us tomorrow night. Yeah, no, no question. It's always a, a lot of fun and uh, looking forward to that tomorrow night. And I just want to point out some of the games we've got tomorrow night. Minnesota-Tampa Bay, that's a pretty good game. Um, Florida versus Pittsburgh, you know, two teams desperate for points right now uh, that were supposed to be pretty good that have kind of fallen on hard times a little bit. Uh, that's a pretty good game. Um, Vegas and New Jersey, you know, that's a pretty intriguing game tomorrow night on the slate. Um, Winnipeg and Nashville, big divisional game there. Uh, we've got Washington, Colorado. We've got the debut of Rick Tockett uh, as the uh, head coach of the Vancouver Canucks tomorrow night, hosting the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. And uh, like I said, we may not stay for the entirety of that game. The plan is we'll start at 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll, we'll get you through till the end of the Washington, Colorado game at the very least. So we'll stay on till at least 11:30 p.m. Eastern or whenever that game ends. It'll be around that time, and then we'll go from there, and we'll see if. Uh, see what the atmosphere's like at that time. And if it's uh, people are getting a little tired and, you know, things are winding down and there's not as big of a crowd 
either tuning in or joining us live on the stream at that time. We'll shut it down uh, after the Washington-Colorado game tomorrow night, but we'll play it by ear for sure. Uh, Alex, some some thoughts on the uh, – we'll get you the floor because we haven't heard from you for a few days. We'll let you speak on the Sunday games or anything that happened in the weekend. I mean, do you want to, do you want to talk about everything that happened with Bruce Boudreaux? That's obviously been a, yeah. a hot topic. I went uh, pretty um, – I've been pretty in, uh, wild with – anger and frustration and just disappointment for the Vancouver Canucks and how they've handled that entire uh, situation. And if you saw Jimmy Murphy on Friday, holy mackerel, he was very upset with the way things were handled by the uh, Vancouver Canucks uh, with uh, regards to Bruce Boudreaux. But you can talk about that or anything in terms of the action on the ice that we saw over the weekend. Well, you know, that certainly caught my eye, of course, because that's not only the biggest story of the weekend, but <laughs> the takeaway that cracked me up the most is that, of course, all right, Boudreaux's gone. You just assume all the assistants are gone. Well, no, they get rid of two of them, and the one guy they keep on board is none other than Mike Yo. And then Rick Tockett goes, he goes, yeah, well, he's, you know, he's going to have a lot of autonomy here moving forward. It's like, so your issue's defense. And this is the guy who's supposedly the defensive-minded coach. And we've seen what happened to the demise in, in Minnesota. We saw what happened with him as the interim and the demise in Philly. We saw what happened already now leading to this point in Vancouver. And that's the guy you decided to keep around. If you got a clean house, clean house. And if, if you were going to fire any assistant, hell, you, that's probably the first assistant should have been gone because he's the one responsible for the defense, which has been the issue for this team. So I just find it just baffling how he, how he sticks around and still has a job in the league is beyond me. And, uh, you know, I don't think this is going to be the, you know, that kind of bump we saw from when Boudreaux took over last year or, or how we see that from certain coaches. I don't think this is going to really be a big jolt, especially when you're talking about, you know, this is a guy still running in the defense. So something to keep in mind, maybe, maybe hinting at a little something for tomorrow. But uh, I think that is obviously the biggest takeaway is, you know, the way that they screwed around with Blue Draw and just, you know, say, oh, you're going to be fired. Well, no, you, you know, you're not. Well, yeah, we got Tockett waiting. Just, you know, you don't, you don't do that. You just don't do that to people in, in any line of work. Yeah, it uh, definitely was uh, handled poorly. Uh, there's no question about that. And uh, I'm not really enamored with the tight kind of apology we heard from Jim Rutherford yesterday. A kind of half-hearted yeah. uh, apology. Yeah. It's, I think it, kind of, it sounded like an apology only because he felt he had to. Uh, at the end of the day and saying because he didn't really say oh we should have really changed the way we did things he said it's just the way the process unfolded no you could have done things a whole lot better Jim come on you don't have, uh, there's no doubt you could have handled things better uh, than that as far as the Sunday games man best bet was a disappointing heartbreaker for me I thought Pittsburgh played well enough to win against New Jersey but I don't fault that uh, wager one bit uh, fault uh, making that bet um, it was a, still a good spot for Pittsburgh I thought they played a very good road game uh, I blame Marcus Pedersen. How you cannot you cannot put your team in a situation for too many men on the ice in a three on three overtime. You can't. Uh, and obviously they paid the price for it. New Jersey scores the game winner uh, on the power play and gets a two to one victory there over the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. It's just you got to have better mental uh, smart yeah, mental smarts than that. In that state of the game, that time in the game, you cannot you know jump on the ice early. Uh, and risk getting a too many men on the ice penalty. And it clearly was. Uh, and it obviously gave New Jersey the power play that they took advantage of uh, in order to get that 2-1 win uh, in overtime over the Penguins. Uh, the LA Kings uh, bounce back from the loss against Nashville. They beat Chicago 2-1. Uh, 
been a while since we've seen the Blackhawks experience a loss. And finally, back in the uh, loss <laughs> column last night were the uh, Blackhawks 2-1 uh, to one, uh, over the – but again, a very competitive effort from the Blackhawks, even in defeat. Uh, teams, even when they're losing right now, uh, they're right in the game. Uh, Boston just, you know, dominates San Jose 4 nothing. Like I said, the Bruins are not the team that you r- routinely say, oh, flat spot, playing a below-average team. Uh, other than that really rough spot that they had against Seattle, and by the way, Seattle's a very good team. That isn't San Jose. You know, other than that one game, Bruins have not had let-up spots, let-down spots, flat spots, taking the opponent for granted. They haven't had any of those situations, really, Boston this year. That's why they've got this incredible record, and obviously they took care of business against a team they're definitely much better than, uh, and they did that last night 4 nothing. Uh uh, didn't know if I would see Timo Meyer versus Brandon Carlo on a fight day, uh, card last <laughs> week, but right. we did see it right at the beginning uh, of that uh, hockey game. But credit to Timo Meyer for uh, dropping the. Although Carlo pretty much uh, uh, got him into it, but still, I mean, he was he was throwing pretty good actually, Meyer. So I give him a yeah. shit ton of credit uh, in that uh, early scrap there with Brandon Carlo in that game. Uh, about the only highlight for uh, San Jose Sharks fans uh, as Boston rolls to a 4-0 uh, victory. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets, 5-3 to uh, victors, oh, victory over the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, they had a 3 to nothing lead, copped up the lead, uh, but then were able to uh, get it back to a 5-3. And uh, David Riddick, um, I, I'm kind of pissed off. I didn't bet over the total in that game. Uh, there were other overs I liked that didn't get there, and this one I ended up passing on should have uh, taken over the total here with Riddick and Sandstrom. It was really a battle of backups uh, for these two teams last night and the Jets get a, a five to three win and end the road trip at least on a, a nice note after obviously dropping the uh, uh, first uh, two games of the road. Actually, the road trip continues for them tomorrow night in Nashville, but they're back to even terms two and two on the road trip. And the last game, I mean, for Vegas, it's just one step forward, two steps back. They clobber Washington, although Noah Ovechkin Saturday night when they played the Capitals, and a huge step back last night, losing to Arizona 4-1 uh, on the road. Very disheartening performance from uh, Vegas. We know we've said that Vegas is a very depleted bunch right now. We've said this for several games in a row, the defensemen that are out, including Theodore and White Cloud. They've been without Mark Stone now for recent games. I mean, they've been a very uh, injury-plagued hockey team, but you can only use that as an excuse for so long. You, you know, you've got to have more consistency in your game, and when you do have players, you know, out of the lineup, you've got to dig in even more as a team, particularly in your own end, and you've got to get contributions from the other players and, and the next man up mentality. And uh, certainly, we didn't see that enough of that from Vegas, and uh, continues to be really since that first that torrid first month of the season that the Vegas Golden Knights had they've really been a mediocre 500 type team ever since they really have if you actually go back and look at it so you really start to wonder about Vegas and if they're going to be able to flip that switch again first of all let's let them get healthy there is a part of me that says let's let them get healthy let's let them get all their you know uh, key cogs back on the ice and then we'll evaluate how things go for them Uh, but even with uh, all the manpower that's out right now you got to put better results on the board than what we've seen from this team in recent weeks. Alex, uh, thoughts from yesterday? Oh, I think we lost Alex there, but uh, uh, we'll see if we can uh, get him back uh, in just a second. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you look at the um, Sunday games yesterday, uh, not the most appealing card, uh, no question about that. But uh, up, I think Alex is back now. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I had picture the whole time, but I just couldn't hear it and have any audio whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, just back to what you were saying 
about with uh, Vegas. You know, starting this is now you know five, four more games of this road trip. They got to be really careful. You, can, you know, like I said, you got Seattle and uh, you know a bunch of teams that are really close now to to you know uh, catching up with with you. And obviously, you're going to have teams that are in, you know, tough spots. We're going to talk about a couple of teams that are kind of hitting, you know, a rough stride after having a good start to the season. And that's going to happen. It's inevitable. But uh, it's just unfortunate. This is the time now. I mean, losing to, you know, by margin to Arizona and not having to hit the road for four more uh, heading into the all-star break. It, it may not be, uh, you know, some of the best spots for them moving forward. And that's just kind of tough. You know, we talked about it with the Christmas break and the Thanksgiving break. You want to head in when they have, you know, some good momentum going into that, that layoff. If they don't have that rolling, then who knows what could happen moving forward. So uh, it's kind of a, a really bad down the hatches type, I think, for, for Vegas amongst a couple of teams heading into the break. Yeah, no question. Uh, there's a, a, a big, this is an important stretch here with these last this last week and a half before the All Star break approaches for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights because they are in a just a beast of a division right now where there's just so many good teams all around them and they could easily and very quickly find themselves not even in the top three in the division and down in that wild card pack, especially if Calgary ever gets their game going and gets their game back together again and the flames we'll talk about them the johnny gaudreau bowl tonight as the columbus blue jackets make their return uh, or johnny gaudreau i should say makes his return to calgary for the first time as a member of the jackets tonight if calgary gets on a run and they're coming off i think one of their best complete games of the season a very very thorough dominant impressive win against tampa uh, on saturday at home if they ever get going it's going to put even more pressure on vegas you know, to get their game back on track and avoid being tracked down uh, from behind by other teams. All right, let's go to the Monday card. we got four games uh, on tap. We'll begin with uh, the Islanders taking on the Leafs. Uh, Toronto minus 250 now, home favorites in this game. Six the total, shaded to the under. There has been some money coming in on Toronto. About a 20, 30 cent move toward the Leafs uh, throughout the course of the day. Uh, I cashed a ticket with uh, Carolina in regulation Saturday night. Uh, against this Islanders team, their fourth straight loss, one and eight in their last nine games, just not playing good hockey. We've talked about this ad nauseum. The power play is awful right now. Six straight games without a power play goal. Um, they just aren't scoring goals consistently during this rough stretch. I mean, during these this these last nine games, you look at what the New York Islanders are doing, or should I say, not doing. You know, offensively, they've been held to two goals or less in eight of the last nine games. I mean, they have just not been putting the puck in the net uh, at all, uh, the New York Islanders, uh, as of late. And that's concerning here. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, they're off a loss against Montreal, 3-2 in overtime. The Canadians always seem to give the Leafs trouble. And it happened again Saturday night. And I said it on yesterday's show, recapping Saturday. It's not surprising. Canadians are the Leafs. As an opponent for the Canadians, that's like their Stanley Cup this year. You know, that those are going to be the games that they get fired up for. Playing, obviously, a team like the Montreal, or playing a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs, because they're not going anywhere, but you, they always seem to get uh, a good, solid effort uh, from uh, the Canadians when they play the Leafs. We'll see if that continues, or we'll see if the uh, Leafs bounce back here. I thought the first period they were terrific against Montreal, and then it's almost like, well, we're up 2 nothing. We dominated. We don't need to put any more work tonight. Our work is done, and sure enough, Montreal made them pay. They just got outplayed, outchanced, outhustled Toronto uh, in the last two periods, and that ended up being uh, the difference maker uh, in the end. But I would expect the Leafs to be uh, in a bounce-back type of mode here. It's just a question of how do you want to bet it. Uh, you're not exactly getting uh, a great 
price here necessarily, even within regulation, the Leafs, it's around minus 140. But um, I think I will go in that direction. I don't normally like to lay that price with a regulation bet, but kind of like that with Toronto, uh, minus 140. If you're interested in the combo bets, which again, with some of these big favorites, I'm uh, always interested in, this might, might not be a bad game to sprinkle in terms of, you could go Toronto and under six and a half, and you can actually go Toronto and under five and a half at uh, plus 200, you know, with and the Islanders are a team that can't score right now. For the most part, their games have been trending uh, under the total. Now, they let Carolina score five Saturday night, so that game ended up going over the total. But no, for the most part, they've been trending under because of this, uh, you know, offense that is just not uh, putting the puck in the net at this point in time. You know, if you are interested uh, in uh, the uh, Toronto and under six and a half uh, parlay or same game parlay combo bet, whatever you want to call it, uh, you can still get a, a pretty good price on that as well. Looking at plus 125 uh, with Toronto and under six and a half here uh, in this game. I think that's not uh, something I might dabble with as well. And you know, I'm not Mr. Under, but uh, I do think after the Montreal game, you'll see the Leafs uh, kind of bounce back toward playing solid defensively. They've actually gone under in four of their last six games. We know the Islanders seven and two to the under uh, in their last nine games and series history wise, Islanders versus Leafs, four of the last five head-to-head meetings have gone under the total as well. So I, I, Toronto in regulation is the main bet for me, minus 140. Uh, but Toronto and under six and a half, plus 125, I think it's not a bad way to go from a combo bet standpoint. And if you want to sweeten the pot a little bit, Toronto and under five and a half is plus 200. So there's definitely, um, uh, I think, a reason to expect a lower-scoring game. Sorokin and Samsonov, by the way, are going to be the goaltenders. Sorokin hasn't been nearly as good lately for the uh, Islanders, but still capable, and he's actually played the Leafs pretty well. And Samsonov, hey, Samsonov's the reason Montreal didn't take the lead sooner against uh, Toronto the other night because Samsonov was fantastic uh, in that game, especially when Montreal turned that uh, game up a little bit and turned their play up a little bit in the – final two periods so you know, Samsonov's played two very good games in a row uh, for the Leafs and by the way it's getting worse for the Islanders I talked about how Palmieri and uh, is out and Wallstrom's on IR and Adam Pellick is out well Noah Dobson who's had you know I think a very good year for this team 10 goals 17 assists 27 points he's been good at both ends of the ice in his own end defensively uh, chipping in offensively uh, production from the blue line and here he is a game time decision tonight uh, for the New York Islanders. So, you know, if Dobson does not go for the uh, Islanders here tonight, it's a huge blow. It's been right there with, and Pellick's, I think, their best all-around defenseman, and Dobson's right there with him. So if Pellick's going to be out again, Dobson's out too tonight, that's trouble for this yeah. New York Islanders blue line. Uh, Alex, it looks like uh, connection issues, but we got him back. Uh, Alex, what do you think your yeah. Islander beliefs? Yeah, I could hear and see the whole time, but I'm watching the YouTube video and I'm frozen on there, so I don't, didn't know what was going on. So I just came in and went back out. But uh, yeah, this is this is an interesting game, and, and it's funny I had to talk about it earlier, and I was just like, you know, this is a complete pass for for me. But I, the more I look into it, the more I'm leaning with Toronto first period puck line, uh, and that's I, it's so strange because when I look back at my notes, I feel like that's the most of when I bet Toronto, it's usually first period. It's never full game because we talked about how they. Tend to choke leads. They're always massive favorites. They weren't really the, you know, haven't been that big of a, of a first period over team in the last couple of years. They've kind of floundered up and down and just been middle of the road in, in that sense. But they do get off to early leads. And like I said, there's an Islanders team that's struggling offensively uh, mightily. And like I said, with a, even with a six, you know, yeah, you could look at, a, at an under, but you just kind of wonder, okay, 
you know, at some point, Toronto, you know, do they have one of those? Here they are at home laying an egg against a, a team they should beat. Do they have one of those moments or vice versa? Does, you know, can the Islanders finally just get that offense going and we have a back and forth game and then it goes over six. So I don't want anything to do with the total here, but I'm going to go with Toronto uh, first period puck line. I'm seeing minus. Uh, yeah. So lay and a half ago at plus 124 at FanDuel. I see a plus 130 at bet six, five, but I'm uh, probably going to end up playing the plus 120 here. Uh, I've seen a couple other shops. So shop around, but you can definitely find some good value with that. All right. Yes, indeed. All right. Uh, By the way, in terms of uh, the uh, lineups tonight, I was just checking to see there's going to be some good prop options later on because uh, in the uh, some of the game actually for tomorrow with Ottawa, Ottawa's making just a shit ton of line changes. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. There's going to be some prop opportunities tomorrow. But for the Leafs tonight uh, in this game, uh, Callie Yarncroke scored, you know, the other night against Montreal continues to be one of my favorite looks from the Leafs standpoint in terms of uh, play uh, player props playing with Tavares and Marner continues to uh, chip in for them. All right. Florida Panthers, New York Rangers, Rangers minus 135 home favorite, six and a half uh, the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, should be an interesting matchup. I'll give Florida credit. Um, they've uh, won a couple in a row for their last five. The only loss was against Toronto in overtime. Uh, and I'll tell you what, they've had goaltending uh, health concerns, obviously. Uh, Spencer Knight continues to be, uh, uh, you know, battling injury. And Sergei Bobrovsky now as well uh, has been out for the last few games and unavailable uh, for the Panthers. You know, what's funny and what Paul Maurice is doing here is that uh, – uh, Spencer Knight, you know, was out for a bit, sent down to the AHL, uh, and down, down there, he in two appearances with the uh, Charlotte Checkers. He had a 2.01 goals against average, 9.18 save percentage. He's been recalled from the AHL by the Panthers, but he's not getting the start tonight. Uh, they're going back to Alex Lyon, who, to be quite honest with you, he's been very solid here in these last two uh, starts in net for the uh, Florida Panthers, victorious uh, against Montreal and Minnesota in, in back-to-back games. Florida offensively has really started to come alive. Five straight games where they have scored at least four goals, four, 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 six, five goals scored in the last five games by this uh, Panthers team. We'll see if that continues here tonight uh, against the uh, Rangers, who are coming off a three-to-one setback uh, in their last game against the. Uh, Boston Bruins, and that game came all the way back on Thursday last week. So this has been a nice little uh, three-day stretch without ha- playing for the uh, New York Rangers. They've gotten a little downtime here, a little opportunity to rest up. I do want to caution you, though. Usually you think three days rest, a little bit of time to catch your breath, get some practice time in, heal up any injuries, bet on situation, right? Rangers this year, three days rest or more, 0-2. <laughs> so they uh, haven't exactly gotten the job done in this kind of spot. That being said, it does set up well for the Rangers. I, I lean in their direction, um, minus 135. But I, I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger here, uh, honestly, because I do like what I'm seeing from the Florida Panthers offensively. And I think what's very encouraging about Florida uh, during this recent stretch um, is you know, they've definitely had uh, multiple people step up for them. Uh, Anton Lindell has been massive uh, as of late for the uh, Panthers. F- four, five points and three goals in the last four games. He is um, he is a uh, uh, you know t- public. I was going to say public enemy number one, but he's not my enemy if I'm going to try to bet him in terms of player props. But target number one, if you will, in terms of uh, player props for the Panthers right now. Anton Lindell, who's actually been moved up to the top unit, top line with Barkov and Reinhardt. 
So there's no question he's feeling it right now for the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, Carter Verhage continues to be just outstanding as well. Could go in that direction if you're looking at props in this game. Uh, the two Sams, Sam I am, Bennett and Reinhardt, you know, are chipping in now after a little bit of a lull in their offensive production. Uh, at points during the season. Reinhardt in particular has got two goals and five points in the last two games for the uh, Panthers. And our old friend, you know who I'm talking about, E2, cool mint loose arena. And, you know, don't forget about him either for the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, he got on the board, scored against Minnesota in the victory the other night. So there's a lot of good prop options for the Florida Panthers. Although I know they're facing obviously a Rangers team that it can be, you know, very stingy defensively, likely Igor Shesterkin uh, in net. Uh, but still, I think there's options here for the Panthers, maybe, in terms of their player props. Uh, the Rangers, on the flip side, they have not exactly been lighting it up offensively here. Uh, you look at three of their last four games held to two goals or less. But I think they're going to get on the board here against uh, Florida uh, a little bit, even with Lyon playing well. Let's keep in mind, you know, still a very small sample size. You played a Montreal team, you know, uh, that you took advantage of and a Minnesota team, you know, in the middle of a, at the end of a road trip. So this will be a challenge here on the road here for Lyon. I think Lyon will give up a couple of goals uh, here to the Rangers, at least. I think Florida can find the back of the net. And how the hell am I going to argue with the series history uh, between these two teams in terms of totals? I mean, 10 straight overs. And I think it goes back even further than that. Uh, someone in our chat saying 14, 14 straight games yeah. have gone over the total between the Panthers and the Rangers. And in the last 26 meetings, 22 and four to the over uh, between these two teams. 22 and four uh, to the over in the last 26. For some reason, Panthers and Rangers, they get together and uh, we end up seeing a lot of goals and high scoring hockey. And if you actually look back at the uh, meetings as well, and by the way, I want to point out too with the uh, Panthers, uh, Aaron Ekblad left the last game with an upper body injury for the uh, Florida Panthers. We'll see if he's in the lineup tonight. It does look like he will for the uh, Panthers. They avoided, you know, a potential disaster there. We know how important he is for the uh, Panthers, but you know, they're starting to get their game going. Lions been good, but I don't think Lions is going to pitch a shutout tonight either. He'll give up a couple and he did against Montreal and he still gave up three against Minnesota, you know, even though he won that game. So all this talk that Alex Lyons playing awesome, he's playing good, but he's playing good. But let's 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 pump the brakes on saying he's playing awesome. You know, it, let's yeah. not go that far just yet. So I, I'm going to end up pulling the trigger on over six and a half in this game. It's just a series history play that's hard to ignore, in my opinion. Lean Rangers as well. I'm just not loving the minus one thirty five uh, price. Might look in game if they fall behind and get bet the Rangers. Then uh, what do you think here, Alex? Panthers Rangers. Yeah, I wish this game was tomorrow, actually, for the uh, the backcast, because this is a, a live spot for me. First period and full game overs. I'm trying to wait for one and a half, anywhere in the minus dollar twenty dollar twenty five range for that first period, uh, and definitely want a five and a half. Probably would look for more of a close to the pick'em range, even uh, or plus money with uh, with that over. Like I said, that's just a, a hard trade to ignore. Florida trying to get things rolling in the right direction finally, and even with the Rangers, like I said, just freaking. Uh, you know, has this been completely just shut down? And, and you're also off a lock. If he were to get the start, he's won his last four starts, already beat Florida, uh, had a, a you know, performance 32 saves on 35 shots face. So, you know, it's, it's either goaltender, you know, really, it's not like all oh, this, there's still a massive drop off between the two in, in, in my ratings. But I still think this is, like I said, one of those games where you can see good offense going back and forth each way. And that's been the shooter with these two teams. So, that's the way to ride it, but I'm just going to wait for better prices and numbers live. 
All right, good stuff indeed. All right, next up, we've got Buffalo and Dallas. Actually, you know what? Before we get to Buffalo and Dallas, this is the midway point of the card. Uh, hit the like button, by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, and, uh, we, and a shout out to the podcast listeners as well. We'll be back to break down the last two games of this Monday card, but first we'll hear from Gramco. All right, whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, or, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. You visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we are back here on the ice, guys, and we go to Buffalo and Dallas now. Uh, the uh, Sabres trying to lift the spirits of the city of Buffalo after a tough end to the season for the Bills yesterday uh, in the divisional playoffs against the uh, Bengals. Uh, the Stars minus 180, home favorites, 6.5 the total uh, in this game. Uh, this is a fascinating game to handicap because you got Dallas. Uh, obviously, they played uh, a, a terrific, just workmanlike effort uh, last game against the Arizona Coyotes, shutting out Arizona 4 nothing. Their second straight win. They've won three of their last uh, four games as well. A pretty solid 13-8 and eight home record this year as well for the uh, Stars. We'll see if they carry that over here to tonight against the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Sabres have won two in a row at home against the Islanders and the Ducks, but the Islanders struggling mightily right now, and Anaheim is Anaheim. So this will be a little bit of a tougher challenge here uh, in this matchup for the uh, Sabres. That being said, we've seen a distinct pattern here at times with this Buffalo team where, you know, at home they've been hit or miss. And actually at home, their record's not really all that spectacular this year, Buffalo. They've actually got one fewer win at home than they do on the road this season. So, you know, it's not always been a great bet to take the Sabres on, at home. And regardless of whether they're playing a good team or an inferior team, like we've seen them, you know, lose to Seattle and lose to Winnipeg at home, lose to Florida at home. We've also seen them lose to Philadelphia at home. So, you know, a home ice really until these last two wins wasn't great. On the road, we've kind of seen the Sabres stumble against weaker competition, like the Chicago game, where they had a 3-1 to one lead, and they ended up losing that game 4-3 uh, to three, uh, in overtime. But the Sabres are in that one, you know, that they're in that price range, and they're in that, you know, at that situation where they're, getting a big road underdog price they're on the road they're facing a, a, a good a, a above average or good team and that's what the dallas stars are uh and when the buffalo sabers have been in these spots lately they've been getting the job done they've been winning some of these games look at the recent pattern uh, i'll go all the way back and trace this all the way back to december the 15th at colorado they won 4-2 as road underdogs at vegas another good uh, team above average team three two they won as road dogs at Boston New Year's Eve big road dogs they won in overtime four to three at Washington another above average to good team on the road as underdogs they won five four uh, in overtime 
the last time they faced, you know, above average to good team on the road as underdogs at Nashville, five to three. I mean, it's a pattern. Buffalo has raised their game. They've stepped up in these spots above average to good teams on the road as an underdog. This has been the spot to bet Buffalo. All right. It has been. And we've seen it now repeatedly since the middle of December. I mean, that's not a bad stretch of victories, you know, in terms of road games against Colorado, Vegas, Boston, Washington, Nashville. Not bad. You know, you're, you're going on the road and you're beating some teams like that. So it's just been very interesting that this is typically the spot and the time and the price and the situation you want to back Buffalo in. So I think I might sprinkle a little flyer on Buffalo. It's nothing super strong. I am concerned about the matchup a little bit. I am concerned that in Dallas long-term, they've won once in their last nine trips uh, to Dallas. That is concerning. Uh, Dallas is uh, very much, you know, rested. You know, they had that road trip. They come back home. They avoid the flat spot. They take care of a, a struggling Arizona team, and now they get to stay home with no travel. So there's no, like, scheduling advantage that Buffalo has uh, in this game. But they have consistently been a step-up team in these spots on the road against, you know, above-average or better teams. So uh, I do lean Buffalo here, and I'll probably sprinkle a couple bucks on it. Ottinger in net for the uh, Stars. Anderson projected for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Hasn't been confirmed yet, but uh, they are trying to get him, it seems, in uh, and get him a start every few games. They don't want him resting uh, for too long, so we'll see about that if he's the uh, starter for the uh, uh, Buffalo Sabres. Yes, Dallas, in terms of Rope hints, uh, he has certainly been someone that's been banged up lately. He's missed the last seven straight games for the uh, Dallas Stars, but there is a chance he returns tonight, but it will be a game-time decision whether he returns following the upper uh, body injury. Uh, Tyler Sagan uh, has been filling in for him on the top line uh, during his absence. So what do you think here, Alex? Buffalo, Dallas. Yeah, we were talking about this uh, a little bit before we went on air. It's just kind of a tough spot. Like I said, it's a, a great, you know, traditionally great spot for Buffalo. Like I said, they've been great road dogs as of late. Cash with these numbers, but it's, I've just been – Having some tough times lately with uh, back in Buffalo and, and Dallas. This is that tell you. Like I said I mentioned it earlier. Teams that are you know started off hot that are having that kind of a tough middle of the road stretch, mid season stretch, and, and you know guys like I say getting hurt, guys being a little just a little bit out of form and, and heading toward the break. I feel like Dallas might be one of those teams that you know it makes more sense to fade them than back them uh in this next week heading into the break but that like I said but that being said and even this goaltending matchup with the money move has been there on Dallas because of Ottinger confirmed uh Anderson just a guy I simply just can't back right now so it's a clear pass for me clear pass for uh, Alex and this one as far as the uh, prop market goes uh, I'm looking at the uh combinations here uh I'll tell you what lately Wyatt Johnston is always I think you know Someone to consider every single game for the uh, Dallas Stars. He scored against Arizona, two points in the last uh, two games for them. He had a little bit of a cold spell, but showing signs of getting it back. Remember, he's only 19 years old. He's already been just remarkable for for a 19-year-old rookie. And he's got 12 goals, eight assists, 20 points already, uh, and definitely someone to keep in mind. Look, I can't, Jamie Ben's on fire right now, and that's a big reason why Dallas is winning games. I mean, when he's locked in and he's he's got it going, and Jamie Ben, you just don't know night to night. What are you going to get from Jamie Ben? But you know, right now he's playing well. Uh, five straight games with a point for the Dallas Stars and three goals during that span. So uh, definitely keep that in mind. Uh, you can uh, take a look at this. Uh, situation here where uh, we've got uh, him playing well and it seems like Dallas's success 
goes with it. Uh, on the Buffalo side of the equation, I mean, right now, I mean, you could talk all you want about, you know, the, the big guns of Tuck Skinner and Tage Thompson. They've been phenomenal. Don't get me wrong, but Dylan Cousins not getting the love he should be. Uh, I have been giving him uh, the praise and the kudos and the props, no pun intended, uh, for the last several games, much of the season. But he deserves it. Three goals for him in the last five games for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. He's definitely, I think, the most undervalued player in their prop market right now. No question with the way he's played for the uh, Sabres uh, in uh, recent games. Had that beautiful uh, overtime winner as well last week against the uh, New York Islanders on Ryan Miller night. Very impressive stuff. All right, last game, the game that everyone's anticipating. I can't say in terms of the standings, it's one of those games that we're really anticipating it because Columbus and Calgary is going to be a great game. Well, no, we know Columbus isn't very good. But for tonight, we are interested to watch the Columbus Blue Jackets play as Johnny Gaudreau makes his return to Calgary for the first time with the Blue Jackets. Uh, Flames here, minus 360 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Um, this should be a great environment. Johnny Gaudreau is trying to just, you know, say the right things and that, hey, if they boo me, I'm fine with it. That's what he said this morning during the media availability. What, what else is he going to say? If fine with it or not, you're going to have to deal with it. You know, if they do give you the uh, boo birds tonight, when I think they will, like they're going to obviously do a nice little video tribute. It's what they'll do. Uh, here uh, in Calgary tonight, and I'm sure they'll give him a little ovation at that time. But when the game's going on and he has the puck, I wouldn't be shocked at all if he gets booed every time he has the puck, which has become a popular thing to do uh, with a lot of different uh, fan bases. I mean, they they feel scorned, you know, jilted, uh, if you will, uh, Calgary Flames fans because they had an opportunity to stay. Now he said for personal reasons, you know, and all the uh, all the rest that being closer to home in New Jersey, being back east was more important. I still. To this day, wonder why Columbus, why not New Jersey or, you know, someone, especially when you see the season now the Devils have been having. Um, but definitely uh, Johnny Gaudreau, we'll see how uh, he fares tonight. I want to point this out, too, about Gaudreau and the season he's had here with uh, the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. He's had an OK season. It hasn't been a, a, an incredible season. And I know he's still got 44 points in 46 games, nearly a point per game this year. And that's still pretty good, but it feels like it's been a quiet 44 points for him. It really does. And maybe it's just because the team has not been winning uh, this year, 14 and 32 record. But nevertheless, it doesn't feel like it's been a you know massive 44-point uh, production for him in 46 games. It feels like it's been quiet. 13 goals, 31 assists for him. Uh, minus 15, by the way. Now, look, there's a lot of players on this Jackets team that are bad plus minus rating. So I don't want to make it sound like Johnny Gaudreau is the only player that's in this predicament, but still minus 15. It's not good uh, in that regard uh, for uh, Johnny in terms of his uh, play. He has gotten three points in the last two games at a goal and an assist in the uh, game against San Jose. And if you're ever going to, you know, look toward uh, Johnny Gaudreau uh, props tonight, it would be in a game like this. He's going to want to make an impact, especially if the crowd's going to get, uh, you know, on his case uh, during the game tonight and, uh, you know, heckle him, boo him, all that shit. Uh, if that does happen, it's certainly, you know, as a player, you want to shut them up. You want to make an impact. And uh, he'll be looking to do that here. This is definitely one of those games where, you know, Johnny Gaudreau, we say he's an equal opportunity player. He can score, but he's known more as a playmaker, a great passer, someone that can set it up for his teammates. This is definitely one night where, you know, I see an over two and a half shots on goal, plus 130, plus 110 to plus 130 at a bunch of different books. I think it's worth a look tonight uh, that Johnny Gaudreau will be looking to shoot the puck more 
than maybe normally he would facing his former team. So I think from a prop standpoint, uh, and I'm not a big shots on goal guy, and the people always say you ignore the shots on goal, uh, Ian, when you're breaking down these games. Well, it's just that I don't bet them too much. But this one makes sense to me. Situationally, it does. That even a guy that is known for dishing the puck, not so much shooting it as much, will be looking to maybe shoot the puck a little bit more here tonight uh, in this game against his former team uh, here in Calgary. So over two and a half, it's plus 110 in a lot of books. Unibet has plus 130 on that over two and a half shots prop for a good row. Um, and obviously to score a goal tonight, I, it, you know, not the, not a great price, but, you know, still plus 270, plus 275 at BetMGM for a good row to score a goal. That's not bad. You know, to look in that direction uh, with uh, his props, any props tonight involving him, whether it's assist, whether it's points, whether it's a goal prop uh, worth a look. No question. The assist prop is even money, by the way. That's not a bad consideration either. In fact, you're better off betting Gaudreau point uh, assist than points because points is minus 180, you know, just to get a point to get an assist. It's plus 100. You know, it's even money. So it's a better option. I'd say go with assists uh, to get an assist plus 100. A goal plus 270 and plus that over two and a half shots on goal at plus 110 to plus 130. I think those I think you'll cash more of those than not uh, here tonight uh, in this game involving a good row. As far as the uh, side or the total goes, it's worth noting, Alex, Dan Vladar, Darth Vladar is getting a second straight start mm-hmm. here for the yeah. Flames. He was very good against Tampa Bay. It was one of the best games they've played, one of the most complete games they've played uh, against the Lightning this year. That looked like, wow. I saw a Flames team that could be dangerous in the Stanley Cup playoffs on Saturday afternoon. That's that's how good that performance was. I mean, they they steamrolled Tampa Bay. Like, they controlled yeah. that game start to finish. They were all over Tampa. It's by far the best and most impressive I've seen this Flames team play this year. They've been up and down, up and down like a yo-yo. Now can they build on that? And uh, with Johnny Gaudreau coming to town, he goes back to Vladar, Daryl Sutter. It's probably the right move because it's just been way too erratic from Jacob Markstrom. You know, and I think he's gotten to the point, Alex, where he's sick of these early goals going in. And it's been a lot when Markstrom's been in net. You know, these first five, ten minutes, there's a goal in the back of your net already. Uh, and, um, you know, it's got to stop. And uh, Dan Vladar was very good against Tampa. He's earned this uh, second consecutive uh, start in between the pipes, in my opinion. So uh, I think Calgary probably wins. But, I mean, obviously you're talking minus 360. And if there's a game that Johnny and the collective Jackets team is going to get up for, it's going to be this kind of game in this kind of environment. So I wouldn't be laying a price with this magnitude with Calgary. You could do crazier things than take a shot with the Jackets. It is plus 300. It is kind of got that Montreal-Toronto feel to it from Saturday night where this is like a Stanley Cup for Columbus. You know, the, the, their prized free agent acquisition and they're returning with him back to Calgary, the place he used to play. You're going to get, I think, effort and intensity from the Columbus Blue Jackets. The question is, will it be enough? Both teams to score in the first period. Someone suggested that. It's not a bad look in this game. I could. I think that this is definitely one of those games where I think there's just so much pent-up energy with yeah. these two teams right off the hop. And the energy of the crowd, they'll feed off that. I could see, you know, plus 130, plus 140, whatever it is, both teams to score first period would be a good look. And I definitely lean over six and a half here uh, in this game as well because I think it could get chippy. You know, you could see some, obviously, some penalties being taken. Uh, with Vladar and Nett, you know, obviously, I think they've the better defensive and goaltending situation for Calgary. Nevertheless, even in Vladar's starts, he sometimes will give up two or three. Calgary's got potential, I think, to get four, five, even six, maybe, past Columbus in this game, regardless of who's in Nett, Merzlikens, uh, or Corpusalo. 
because that Calgary offense finally come, came to life against a very good Tampa Bay team. I mean, you put six past Tampa and Vasilevsky, you know, although I think one or two of those was an empty net, but nevertheless, they had a great offensive showing against, you know, a great, great goaltender. I think you'll see Calgary score a bunch tonight. So over six and a half would be the way I'd look at this game in terms of the total. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Fascinating one. The Johnny Gaudreau Bowl, if you will, Columbus, <laughs> Calgary. Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, it's the first thing I bet this morning. I bet over six and a half, late a dollar five with that. I feel like this could be a real high scoring affair. And, uh, you know, if you want to tack in, you know, Johnny Gaudreau props with, you know, certain things, I was looking at, at MGM, you know, they always talk about the, uh, the win and over prop. And but I was looking at Calgary over five and a half and Johnny Gaudreau to score a goal. That's plus 500 at Ben, ben MGM. Uh, if you take Calgary out of it and just go Gaudreau to score and, and over five and a half, you're still looking at plus 333. So anything in that range, I would definitely be looking at if, if you're looking for some same game parlays, knock it down to a five and a half. But I'm fine with the six and a half here, too. Uh, normally, I would be waiting to play these live, but. Uh, I just think this one's going to just be a crazy kind of back and forth game. Like I said, we know Columbus's defense is uh, shaky. Vladar's looked much better than Markstrom, but we've seen him have a tendency to give up some early goals too. I remember that start he had against Chicago, uh, had that first period over, and it helped because he gave up the second shot that he faced. So there's issues with Calgary giving up these goals early. Uh, and like I said, you know, Columbus is jazzed up. This could go back and forth. So I think this might actually be end up being a, a fun one to watch. Because despite you know these are two middle of the road teams. Uh, it should be a good one. I like to go over the total. There you go. All right. Uh, I agree with a lot of those. And that's a great little price, plus 500 on that combination uh, that you mentioned uh, there, that over and the Johnny Gaudreau to score. Uh, no question about that. Uh, very, very uh, appealing price tag uh, with that. No no doubt. Uh, great. And I love that books do, are doing that too because that's something I've always said. I'm like, wow, I'm like, I like a player to score on this team, but doesn't mean I think they're going to win. <laughs> you know, I, I would love to, to to bet, you know, two or three players on, on another team that I think are going to score, but I think it's going to be, you know, they're going to lose five to three and then have the other side. So I'm glad that they're you know, having that flexibility to do that with some of these saving parlays. By the way, I want to point out something here for the Jackets. Plus 200, just, if you could really have some fun uh, same game parlay props going tonight with Johnny Gaudreau. Because I, I have no doubt he's going to want to play well tonight. There's no question. There's no question he's going to want to play well tonight. And I know there's been those moments where Johnny Gaudreau just disappears. And that was some criticism at times in the playoffs. Disappears a little bit. He won't disappear tonight. He'll be wanting to play well, uh, especially if the crowd's getting on him at the Saddle Dome tonight. You could do a same game parlay, SGP, bet 365. You could do Johnny uh, Gaudreau over two and a half shots on goal and just to get a point, one point plus 200. Just for that. Yeah. Just for that. Yeah. It's plus 200. That's phenomenal. If you really want to sweeten the pot and really want to go for the uh, the the bigger uh, payout, uh, if you will, you could throw in assists, and that makes it plus 300. And if you really want to get brave, you could throw in him to score a goal uh, in this game tonight, and that's going to turn it into plus 800. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to go full gusto, Johnny assist, Johnny point, Johnny goal, Johnny overshots on goal, that quartet, plus 800. Wow. There you go. Sprinkle. Nice. Just sprinkle on. Have some fun. Yeah. That's what I'm going to be doing uh, with that. So we'll see how it uh, plays out here tonight. But uh, interesting, just the game itself and more specifically the atmosphere, the ambiance, and the environment at the Saddle Dome tonight for this game as they welcome Johnny Gaudreau back to Cowtown, to Calgary. That'll be very uh, interesting to see 
how it all unfolds. All right, that is the Monday card. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Again, hit the like button on the way out. 205 live viewers uh, on nice. YouTube. Absolutely. Uh, great, great uh, turnout. We appreciate it. And our podcast listeners as well. A reminder, patreon.com slash iceguys. Just $10 a month. Our daily Ice Guys show betting card is there. Uh, power ratings, goalie charts, totals charts, bonus content, and more. And a lot more on the way as well as we get past football season. Once football's over, we're ramping it up, baby, with the uh, bonus content. So you better get ready for it. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, we're going to plan some. Uh, I'm in the works of trying to get with some of our guests that we're going to have on after the all-star break doing bonus video segments with them. So uh, that will be for our Patreon members as well. Patreon.com uh, slash ice guys can already tell you in the uh, closer to the playoffs because he's only available on weekends to do the extended interview segment. But Jordan Kristanovich, who is, as you could tell, a uh, pretty funny uh, character when he was on with us a couple weeks ago, um, we're going to do something with him around the playoffs like me. Uh, it'll be a few months down the road. It'll be an extended interview. He says he's got stories galore from his days. He was a coach, GM, and player for a Brayhead clan over in Scotland uh, when he was in the EIHL. He was wearing all hats, the Reg Dunlop of the team, uh, if you will. Uh, so he's got some funny stories about that. His early playing days with the Colorado Avalanche, he played, what, 20-some games for the Avs back when Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg were on the team. You know, those great avalanche teams in the uh, early 2000s. Uh, so he's got some really, really cool uh, stories and uh, and uh, anecdotes regarding his time there. So that's just one of many uh, bonus video um, pieces that we have planned in the future here on the Patreon page. So worth the while to join and subscribe and sign up at patreon.com slash ice guys. Uh, just a $10 a month uh, for that. And again, the BetCast tomorrow night. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. DM me if you want to get the link to the BetCast, and we'll make sure we send it to you. Live betting, commentary, bring your favorite beverage along with you. Bar and a pub atmosphere. A lot of fun. First BetCast of 2023 tomorrow night on Tuesday. Looking forward to that. All right, we're looking forward to best bets as well and seeing how we can uh, make some money on this Monday night card. Best bets coming up right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ice guys that's promo code ice guys all one word i-c-e-g-u-y-s at manscaped.com if my math is correct that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com using the promo code ice guys you get the performance package 4.0 it is a game changer the lawnmower 4.0 it takes care of this among other things uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be uh, the lawnmower 4.0 waterproof same thing with the weed whacker which takes care of your ear hair nose hair i mean nose hair in particular you know i'm getting up there in age and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue this will take care of it it feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes it pisses the hell out of me it bothers me i need to take care of that shit this will take care of it for you the weed whacker uh, make uh, part of the package that you get with 
your Manscaped purchase and the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. You also get the ball toner. You also get the ball deodorant, keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about. And manscaped.com can help you out with that. So make sure you take advantage of this. Manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we are back here on the ice, guys, and we are ready for best bets. Alex, back on the show on a Monday. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, let's go with this uh, late game. We go Columbus-Calgary. We're going to go over six and a half. Uh, laying it off. I'm actually seeing some plus prices popping up, too. So if you can find a plus money, it's uh, even better. But I definitely like in this uh, Blue Jackets-Flames. I think this is going to be just a fun back-and-forth battle. Uh, you know, Vladar has looked sharper than Markstrom, but he still has had his issues uh, Columbus's defense has just been non-existent most nights, so this is going to be a fun one. Go uh, Jackets Flames over six and a half. That's my best bet for this money. All right, Jackets Flames over six and a half. There it is, best bet for uh, Alex P. Smith. And my best bet is over six and a half. But from another game, we'll go Panthers Rangers uh, over uh, six and a half uh, minus one fifteen. Panthers have gone over the total, I believe, in three straight games going into tonight. We know the series history, 14 consecutive head-to-heads. Panthers and Rangers have gone over the total, uh, including uh, the earlier meeting this year, January 1st, New Year's Day. It was 5-3 Rangers uh, in Florida. It's been an incredible, uncanny track record of high-scoring games. If you actually go back and look at Florida here, uh, the last five games for them, uh, four of the five have gotten beyond uh, six and a half goals uh, in the game. So uh, they've been trending that way. The Rangers, not so much, but series history dictates. And I think after the last few games, you know they got to start scoring goals. They've been off since Thursday where they only scored one. I think the onus is on offense tonight for the Rangers getting that going again. And that should help as far as the overs concerned. So Panthers Rangers over six and a half minus 115 uh, for my best bet for this Monday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat uh, for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. Betcast tomorrow night, a huge Tuesday. We've got our daily show 2 PM Eastern to break down the massive 11 game card. And then we are back on Tuesday night with our live Betcast. Ice Guys Live Betcast, first of 2023, tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Again, DM me for the link to the Betcast if you want to join us live uh, during the Betcast uh, tomorrow night. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday, a daily double Tuesday of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 